Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. And today we have a DM from a listener. And we will be discussing. She was explained after my last episode, my um, which I'm still trying to figure out the name of. Oh my gosh! By the way, I got so many good like suggestions on what to call our good boss, bad boss. I'm gonna have to put a vote up in my Instagram story probably this week, getting your feedback on which one we should choose. But yeah, I really like some of these ideas. They're really fun. I mean, they have like nothing to do with being a boss. <laughs> We're having a business. So some of them might seem a little random, but they were just so creative and I just love them. So I'll put up some kind of a poll or something so we can all vote. Anyways, this DM was in response to my good boss, bad boss episode. And if you didn't listen to that episode, that episode was really um, an opportunity for me to share the high and the low of that week. And I had a really low, low that week. And as you know, I'm trying to normalize this experience of being a business owner, right? It does feel like a roller coaster at every stage of business. And I'm only really seeing that now. I think for the longest time I thought that because it was such a roller coaster for me, I was doing something wrong, you know? I thought it meant something about me. I remember telling my husband so many times, I'm just not a good business owner. And only like come to find out all of the feelings and experiences I was having was what so many other people were having, but just no one was talking about it. So one of the reasons why I started Marketing Unfiltered is to actually have an unfiltered conversation about that. So that is what my Good Boss, Bad Boss episode, um, that was what that was about. So if you want some behind the scenes, go over there. And I plan on doing that probably like every other week or something like that. So anyways, I asked you guys in response to that episode, I asked you to share your Good Boss week. Or like I said, I need a new name for this because this does not flow. But I asked you to share what your good boss moment was and your bad boss moment was, right? And one of our lovely listeners who we will call Leona, she wrote in, and I'm not going to read the entire DM. She said something really specific and important that I felt like, oh my gosh, she's not asking a question necessarily, but I see something that could really help her in this situation. So I wanted to share it with you here. And I think if you're in the middle of having sales conversations, also, if you're at the beginning of your business, if you have trouble communicating your value, this is going to be a really powerful lesson for you. So let me read you the segment of the DM that applies to what we're going to talk about today. And then let's dive in. Okay. So Leona writes, my low this week was spiraling over this one potential client who I could have seriously helped save some money, but she decided to go to someone with the shiny neon signs because they've been in business way longer. But I know for a fact that she doesn't have the skills I do. And that person's choice made me feel like I could never have a successful business. Oof. I get this. I feel this. I have absolutely been in this situation before. And I'm going to bet so many people listening to this have as well, that feeling, especially in the beginning of your business where you're like, why would anyone hire me when there's someone else like over there who everyone knows about and who my community knows about who have way more experience and way more followers and way more testimonials and just like, you know, why would anyone choose me over them? So if I were coaching Leona, we'd be talking about making the problem the solution in her sales calls, 
right? And in her content in general, but we'll get to that in a second. So let's talk about what that means and then walk you through how to do that. The first time I heard make the problem the solution, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? It sounds like some advice that's not real, <laughs> like some made up advice that just sounds good. And But like when you put it into action, it's like totally confusing. But anyways, when you figure this out, I promise you, your sales conversations are going to dramatically shift. Like when this, when I really got this, I was like, whoa, this can be used in so many scenarios. So to really illustrate what this means and what this looks like, let me walk you through a little story time. So probably, gosh, it could have been 10 years ago now. I was an actor. I was a little new actor and I was a film actor. Actually, I was probably just getting out of school and just going after, you know, the big bad industry in New York City. And I met a woman named Dallas Travers. And many of you might know Dallas Travers. She was my first business coach. But before she was my business coach, she actually taught marketing to actors. The people who do not know that are probably having their brains explode right now because it's like, like if you don't know Dallas's background, I always find this to be such like a, wait, what? What do you mean she taught marketing to actors? Like it seems so random, but yeah, that was Dallas's very successful career before her current successful career as a business coach. And like I said, I was an actor in a previous life. So in New York city, there's this place called one-on-one and at one-on-one, actually, it's not just in New York City. It's also in Los Angeles. It's probably maybe even in Atlanta now. But at the time, it was in New York City and Los Angeles. So in New York City, there's this place called one-on-one. And at one-on-one, you can basically buy like five minutes with a casting director. So you can do an audition with them and give them your resume. And for so many of us, you're going to hear that and be like, wait, what? You paid to audition for someone? I know it sounds so insane in theory, but acting is extremely competitive. It is so hard to get into the room with some of these people. So for so many of us, it was like the only way to really start getting your name out there, right? So anyway, I digress, but I just wanted you to have that backstory. So again, this was also a place for actors to take classes and to meet other actors. And it was definitely a spot where like every actor in the city, especially at the beginning of your career would probably frequent. So this was before, like, this makes like everyone sound so old, but this was before like webinars were a thing, right? And Dallas would actually book a room at one-on-one and fly in from Los Angeles and one-on-one would help like promote this free class for actors about marketing And of course, in this awesome free class, Dallas would present her program. So I'm in the room and I'm brand new to this woman. Like I do not know anything about her except she's got really cool hair and a really cool vibe. And she's just like really fun. And, um, like, it's funny thinking about her then because like, you know, now she's a very good friend of mine, but at the time, like totally new to this woman. And she starts her presentation and somewhere at the beginning, she says something like, I want you to know I am not an actor. In fact, I've never even been on a set. And all of a sudden, all these red flags started going. And as soon as she said that, I was like, my brain started spiraling. And I was like, you're not an actor? You've never even been on a set? Like, why am I even listening to this person? Right? If she hasn't been on a set, how is she going to help me be on a set? 
And then as soon as my brain went there and I had this thought, she finished her sentence with, and let me tell you why that's a good thing, right? And then she started listing all the reasons learning how to market yourself from someone who is not an actor is actually a good thing. The assumption would be that it's a bad thing because she doesn't know anything about acting maybe, but no, she, she's like, let me tell you why this is actually a positive, why you should learn how to mark yourself from someone who's not an actor. And she talked about the fact that she has, I, I can't truly remember everything she said, but like if my vague memory recalls, it was something like she talked about the fact that she has a very different perspective than other actors. And really that she, she thinks outside the box because she hasn't been shaped by the acting industry. And let me tell you something in taking that class, she definitely thought outside the box, right? She definitely was doing things that I was not hearing from other marketing coaches. So it all fit, right? But in that moment, I was totally sold and I relaxed in my seat and she had addressed my concern and it stopped even being a thought in my head. It literally was like, poof, gone. The problem was the solution. The thing I was worried about is actually the reason it was a good thing, right? The reason I should continue listening, right? So I didn't know it then, but this was my first experience with the problem being the solution. Okay. So let's go back to Leona. Making the problem solution is about, I'm sure you figured this out now, turning objections or the reasons someone would say no to you into a good thing, into a positive, into a reason to say yes. And just to be clear, this is not about lying. I never think you should lie. The challenge here is considering why might a quote unquote problem actually be a good thing? What is a perspective shift you can offer to help the person that you're speaking to see that actually the thing they see as a problem actually offers something positive that you wouldn't get somewhere else. So for example, in this situation, Leona's problem is that she hasn't been in business as long as some of the other coaches, her potential clients are considering. And she thinks this is working against her. And there are some people where less experience in business might mean something to them, but there are plenty where it actually makes absolutely no difference to the results that they're trying to achieve. But until we highlight the benefits of not being in business for as long as her competitors, they're going to have trouble seeing past it, right? So real quick, let me give you a little backstory on Leona. Leona is a leadership coach and she's really supporting marginalized communities in the corporate space. So now we have to consider why is not being in business as long as these other coaches a good thing? So one thing that comes to mind is Leona is coming out of the workforce. Like she hasn't had a business for very long, but she it's not that she hasn't been cultivating her leadership skills. So while a lot of her competitors haven't been in the workforce for years, so maybe their techniques are dated or maybe their only real experience in the workforce is through their clients right? So it's safe to assume that, you know, a lot of their experiences in the workforce are just not current and things are shifting fast these days. I think we can all agree with that. So Leona, different to her competitors, is super aware of what's happening today versus three years ago or even 10 years ago, right? Another thing is Leona's business is new enough that her offerings are highly customizable. 
a lot of these other coaches that have been doing this for a while, they have a very clear offer and you as a client fit into that offer. There's not that much flexibility because coaches with their own business, that's like several years old, they're trying to scale and manage their schedules. So the flexibility to shape your work based on your client's needs is huge plus for some people, right? Not for everyone. So this is also why like feeling at the person you're speaking to and like, what are their desires? What are their cravings? And how can you shape why? Huh? Well, I'm so glad you said that because this is one of the reasons why me being a newer coach is actually going to help you with this, right? That's kind of how you could use that in that situation. Another thing that comes to mind while your competitors might be more experienced and that they have had a business longer, they're not necessarily more experienced in building skills to be an awesome leadership coach. So Leona can also just talk about how her not having a business for the last few years has meant she's been doing other kinds of work that makes her the perfect fit for whoever she's speaking to, right? And again, I can't give ironed out responses for Leona here because I don't know the answers here. But the point is the problem will be someone's solution. And it's up to you to speak to that. So here is some homework. I want you to write down all the reasons you think people don't want to work with you. And then I want you to list different reasons. This problem, this reason they don't want to work with you might be someone's solution, might be someone's positive. Why is this problem actually a good thing? And the reason I want you to do this exercise isn't just because you can speak to objections on a sales call more effectively when you're prepared. That's obviously a good thing to be able to do, but it's also for your confidence. I want you to see that these don't matter. I want you to walk into a sales call feeling confident and aware that you can still be a badass coach even when you're new to business. There's a reason you started this business. You knew in your gut that you could help people. And the beginning of anything can be really hard for so many reasons. So your ego is shaken and that's gonna happen a lot, even five years from now when you're in business. So we need to be in the practice of seeing problems as solutions not just so we can help our clients, but so we can help ourselves. Because honestly, our energy is everything. When we show up with confidence, anything is possible. And there's no reason not to be confident. There is absolutely no reason not to be confident. Also, hint, hint, making the problem the solution is also an awesome way to come up with content ideas just saying. You know what? I invite you to practice this with me because I do think this needs some practice. If you want to take one of your problems and DM me why this is actually a solution, I cannot wait to hear from you. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from you and cheer you on. And if I have any feedback, I'm glad to give it to you as well. But definitely take advantage of that because I think that this is a skill that could seriously transform your sales game. So let me know if you're up for it. And I cannot wait to hear from you. All right. That was fun. I will look out for you in my DMs and I will see you on the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.